All right, here we go. Zen Parenting Radio, episode number 140. Thank you for joining us, everybody and anybody. Zen Parenting Radio, you know what we are, sweetie? I do. Uh, We are a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, count them, three, one, two, three, ages five, eight, and ten. Our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, much more importantly, to become a better... You. You. Very good. So this is what we got going for you. You went to some presentation this morning. I did. It's called Rachel's Challenge. Yes. Um, I have uh, a little uh, heated moment within our family that I'm going to talk about. Ooh. Between you and I? Uh, no, it was between oh. me and Skylar. Oh, but he you did. were there. I was. Oh, was, I know. It was my own frustration. I, I know. I what was it basically is. an idiot. Okay. And then we have some nice woman who ha- needs some help, and we're here to help her. All right. Hopefully. And, and I didn't even tell you. What I was going to say, I don't know. Cause I, I like don't... catching you off guard. I know you do. It's your thing. Um, can I shut the music off? Oh, yeah. We're good to go. Okay. So, um, first things first, though. Okay. Where were you this morning? So, I'm sorry, I'm messing with my microphone. Can you hear me? I can hear you hello, just... Hello, hello. Just diggity-dory. Okay. Diggity-dory? So, <laughs> that's not a word. You made that up. I know. I okay, so what I did is my sister um, lives in Batavia, and about a month ago, she sent me an email about a presentation that was coming to the Batavia area, because it was in the junior high, and it was also in the high school. And it's called Rachel's Challenge, and the focus of it was to you know, um, help kids practice kindness, help them understand um, how they affect other people. It was It's a self-awareness presentation. Who's Rachel? Well, I'll get to that. Um, but basically, I called up um, or emailed Batavia High School and asked if I could just come show up for this presentation. And they were nice enough to let me do that. Thank you, Batavia High. And I want to say that that's not easy these days because – to get into a high school or any school of any kind, as everybody knows, it's a lot of work. You have to give your driver's license. You have to have somebody escort you. You have to, you know, they have to know where you are at all times as a guest. Right. So for them to do that was really kind. So thank you, Batavia High School. The Bulldogs. Are, yeah, they are the Bulldogs. Just and it's like a, we were Drake Bulldogs. We were. See the overlap? Because my niece goes to school there. Hi, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. I didn't get to see her because she's a junior and I sat with the freshmen and the sophomores. I remember when I was a freshman sophomore, I was a... Uh, Pretty big, smart Alec. Were you really? That's just completely shocking to me. I know. Do you see the shock on my face? I don't. I think you're being sarcastic. I am. Um, so this presentation, the reason I wanted to go is it sounded it sounded right up our alley, or you know, a lot of the stuff that you and I are trying to do with fifth graders here in town. The whole BU program. It's really about um, this girl named Rachel Joy Scott. And um, the unfortunate part of the story is she was the first girl who was shot uh, during the Columbine shootings 10 years ago. Okay. Can you believe it's been that long? Nineteen? Uh, no, it's actually been longer. It was 1999, was it? I have no idea. It, I doesn't matter. All I know is that she was the first person who, she was the first fatality of that shooting. Um, But the interesting part of her story is that she was one of those girls who was very conscious of who she was and what she wanted to do in the world. And she kept a lot of journals and she did a lot of writing and she had a code of ethics for Mm -hmm. herself that she not only followed, but she would talk to people about. Um, And the code of ethics was way beyond her years. You know, just kind of one of those wisdom you know, those, those kids, old souls who just understand what life is like about. Like Maddie. 
Yeah, Maddie's a lot like that, Maddie too. Maddie J. Stepanek. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about her niece, Maddie, because no. she's a lot like that, too. Maddie, my niece is a sweetheart, but I'm talking about Maddie J. Yes. He, um, so if you don't know who Maddie J. Stepanek is, he's, uh, he, he has since passed away, but he was a little boy born with a lot of disabilities, and I can't even say what that I don't know what, what they were, but the with. kid had a lot of physical issues, and he seemed to feel happier and more joyful than anybody I really have ever seen. Well, he just got it. He, he got understood it. and he knew that he was here for a reason and he and that's the interesting thing is that's the interesting thing cuz people will look at someone like Rachel or like Maddie and say, "Well, they had a purpose. They, mm-hmm. you know, they were coming here for this and therefore they can say that purpose and everyone follows it." Everybody here has a purpose. Right. Everybody right. who's yeah, come. Yeah, we we hold these other people up on a pedestal and we are just as capable of as everybody else, they just happened to follow through. They followed through with they, who they knew they, they, they met were. Their potential. That's right. They they did. Whereas the rest of us are trying our best. Well, the rest of us are getting sidetracked by things like money and things like grades and things like fame. Whereas and Maddie like, had a hard time breathing. And for, he needed a machine exactly, to breathe. Exactly. And I'm worrying about money. Right. He and his, so his focus was on how do we treat people? How do we understand inner joy? Right. How do we connect? Right. Do we see the oneness? All this stuff we talk about on the show and all the things we're that we're trying to help younger kids understand. You and I were talking about this this morning. I was really happy this presentation was at Batavia High School and, and it was at the middle school. And this presentation has been many, many places. It's It's been – it's internationally recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been on the news. Like people who have reported on it, reported on it have won Emmys oh, for wow. – you know. so this is not news. Some right. of you may know what Rachel's challenge is and we're going to get more into it in a second. But I was going to say that um, – Dang it. What was I going to say about it? I what know. did I say right before that? Before I rudely interrupted you? Didn't you didn't interrupt me. Oh. I just started getting on a tangent. Tangential sweetie pie. I got, can you imagine that? I got on a tangent. Should I um, play this minute and 43 video? Yes. Since I can't remember what I was going to say anyway, it obviously wasn't meant to be said. That's right. That's I really believe that. So Todd's going to play this little video just to kind of give you an idea who Rachel is, and then I will tell you a little more about the presentation. When you're so close with your family, you you really feel like you know everything about them. This is the voice of her but mom. after we lost her Rachel, oh, it was like we discovered this whole side of her that we had never seen before. The things that she wrote about were just so deep and so profound, especially for someone her age. Rachel really did care about other people. She understood the power that a simple act of kindness can have. I have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, then it will start a chain reaction of the same. You know, at a time when most kids in high school are just trying to fit in, she just wanted to be herself and encouraged others to do the same. Don't let your character change color with your environment. Find out who you are and let it stay its true color. Rachel had a lot of big dreams for her life, and she wasn't afraid to set high goals, even if they seemed impossible. How many of us know what we really want and go after it? How many of us have enough trust, strength, and faith to believe that we could do the impossible? Rachel was my younger sister. I look up to her. She taught me that some people live more life in 17 years than some people will in 71. 
and through her writings, she's inspired all of us to make each and every day count. All right, we're going to stop it there. So most of those quotes, I think, are from her journals. They are. Right? They are. So um, anyways, go ahead. So I just, just to say a few things about her story, um, because that's kind of the overview of, you know, of her sister talking about Rachel and they obviously focused on her life versus how she died. Um, but she was just one of those kids who at school, she was one of the people who would, you know, talk to the new kids or sit with a girl if she was sitting alone or stick up for children who maybe had special needs who were being picked on or, um, you know, as my, my favorite part of that little video that you play is that she just was herself and just kind of, you know, the more that you are yourself, the more you inspire other people to be themselves. And she just, you know, again, had a, a, a old soul and understood these things. One of the most interesting things that I got out of the presentation was the fact that she actually said to her friends numerous times that she didn't believe she would live a long life. She had this belief system um, that, or she thought that she would have a short life mm-hmm. and some, some a part of her part of her knew. knew that and again a lot of people got freaked out about that but she was very matter of fact about it she it wasn't something she lived in fear about it wasn't something she worried about and what but what that drove her to do was to focus on what she really believed and to live it and i was telling todd this this morning about how the truth is is that none of us know. Like she had some kind of belief. She was very uh, connected to Anne Frank's story. She mm-hmm. was very motivated by Anne Frank's story. And there's obviously a lot of parallels and similarities between writing and having your life influence people. Um, but you know, nobody knows you know how much time they have. Yet we kind of live in a way where we think we have until eternity. And her- well, I think we have a tendency to just push things off till tomorrow. Yes, and we uh, procrastinate. And we don't have a good awareness of what is most important most of the time. Yes, beautiful. And we justify our actions and say, well, I'll, I need to be mean or I need to do this or I need to – because I need to get this done today. This is the most important thing instead of looking at the big picture about what kind of legacy you want to leave. Well, it's funny. I had a small thing last night. and sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. We were going – what were we going? We were going through some old videos last night and there was a video of Skylar reading Green Eggs and Ham. It's awesome. And it just made me think about when she was three years old. And I, so even though it was 10 o'clock at night, the girls were supposed to be in bed since eight o'clock. I went up and read them green eggs and ham just because I'm like, I I don't know. I just felt like um, emotional from seeing that. So I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to sit on this couch and watch the rest of the football game. But there's a much bigger part of me that wants to go read to my daughters, even if I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. So anyways. That's awesome. Well, and you know, Todd, something that I'm finding the more presentations that I do, the thing when people ask a question or they'll say, how will I manage this? Or what do I do when my daughter says this? Or what do I do? I often give a very uh, non-traditional response because Mm -hmm. I talk about you know, how you were feeling in the moment or what could you have done differently or can you take responsibility for your behavior or could you have been more patient? And um, a lot of people will say back to me, well, that's too hard or that takes too long. Right. And the, the piece, I don't even want to say it's an unfortunate piece. The piece we have to understand is to do the right thing. Sometimes when I say the right thing, I don't mean there is a, you know, everybody knows what their own right thing is. Right. 
when you, you know what the heart-centered choice is, whatever situation you're in, and when we, we decide it's too hard or that watching the football game is more important, then we're going to run into issues. We can't cut corners like that in life and then say, well, why did this happen? Like, it, you, if you want to be connected to your child, you have to practice connecting to them. If you want to be more present, you have to practice being present. There's no quick fixes. You can't just, and, and you know, the, the most common comment from older parents, what they'll say is, I wish I would have done this differently. Right. I wish I would have noticed this. And th- we can look at that and say, oh, we're too exhausted to even think about that. And I feel that way sometimes for sure. But the truth is, is they're trying to give us a message. Well, and the message I get from everybody who has kids older than mine is it flies by, enjoy yes. these moments. Yes. I mean, I get that advice. It's going to change. seems like on yeah. every single day. So, But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to every time you have an inkling to connect with your daughters that you do that every single time. Once again, it's about balance. But um, I think a lot of us sometimes uh, take the easy way out. The path of least resistance. The path of least resistance. And sometimes it's easier to do things for your kids than to teach them how to do so. Like I think about a lot of different things, examples like that, you know? Me too. And I think that's the thing where we get confused too is I, it's not about doing more for them. Mm -hmm. It's not about taking them more places or giving them bigger things or taking them on bigger trips. That's not what connection is. Connection is being yourself with your child, being vulnerable with them, allowing them to be vulnerable with you, being real, allowing them to be real, accepting each other. That's what connection is. And so a lot of times we get confused about connecting with your child means doing more. Right. And it's not. It's being more. Yeah, being more present. That's how you can connect. Exactly. Not, not taking them on a trip. So right. I want to get back to Rachel's okay. uh, challenge. But before that, will you talk about our first partner? Sure. Helping Hands Maid Services? Sure. Helpinghandsmaidservices.com. 630-530-1324. As clean as can be at home and at work. Um, what is this about the carpet cleaning? Tab? They're doing a special uh, $50 off carpet cleaning. If you have carpets in your house, mention Zen Parenting Radio. Uh, they come back and clean up spills at no charge for an entire year if you have a spill on any type of rug that uh, they treated. Um, 30 cents a square foot, 15 uh, cents for some type of stain guard too. So uh, really good deal. So give them a call, 630-530-1324. So awesome. um, I'm looking at this website for Rachel's Challenge. Yeah, It says 19 million plus uh, people reached in live events. So when you said this really is a big deal, that's a ton of people. It's a ton of people. So I don't know how it is that I've never heard about this up until this moment. Well, things trickle down. Yeah. You know, it's just making its way. And part of the reason that I asked if I could go to the event was just to kind of check it out and see if it's something that, you know, see what we could pull from it. So I know you want to talk more about it, but um, basically it's it talks probably a lot about bullying, I'm guessing. You know, it Being focused. It, it did. It, it went that way. What I loved about it is it didn't focus on all the negativity. It focused on what you can do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he only had an hour and 15 minutes with us, um, right. the guy who was presenting. Did they so. show a movie or was it just a presentation? It was a presentation and they put in video. Clips. Clips. During. And okay. so there'd be like a two minute clip. And what I will, one of the things that I did tell Todd when I came home is one of the most powerful pieces, and this was the only piece that was, that was heavily, was, was really heavy with negativity, was this whole Columbine thing. Um, they have video now of these boys mm-hmm. and what they did. Um, I don't think they had that initially, and it's probably been around for a while, but it's not something I really Tend to pay attention. wanted to pay attention to. So when they told the story of Rachel, they had video of these boys walking around the school, and they didn't show anything super graphic, but 
I that was a very out of body experience for me to see that from that perspective and to hear the 911 calls um it was very um I don't know I I think if you go into an experience like that and you are uh, open, meaning you're not numbed out, it's almost too much. Mm-hmm. Like I really had to be like, okay, I had to kind of shut times down. Did you cry during this? A lot yeah. because the, especially during that and a lot of the stories I, I'm not going to share here, but you know, her brother was in the library and experienced uh, what he, and watched other people be shot and his own sister was shot. So he was able to tell the story from a survivor perspective. And um, I just think we, get, you know, when these things happen, you know, Sandy Hook, and unfortunately, there was another event today. Do you know about this? I think we were getting used to it. And we kind of numb out and we forget what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that it starts to become a political debate. And we forget that how real this is. And I did not numb out to Mm -hmm. it, meaning I it was a little heavy for me, I had to do some releasing afterwards, you know. Um, and anyway, I just wanted to say that that was kind of the first thing that brought you in, and that whole gymnasium was silent mm-hmm. at Batavia. Which is kind of hard to get a bunch of high school sk- kids not to be disruptive and talk and all that other stuff. Silent. But they were they were clued For in. the whole presentation. Yeah. And so that's the only heavy piece that it draws you in, and you experience that this was the first person who was killed. But her, so I wanted to just jump into what is the challenge, right? Yeah, right. You know, they're like, what, what is the challenge? The challenge, she, she, there's five things um, that they're asking through Rachel's writing and what they learned about her and what she was doing in her own life. They created these five things that we could focus on. Number one, be look for the positive in others, look mm-hmm. for the best in others. Okay. Um, and remember the story I was telling you about, about, you know, prejudice, Mm -hmm. which means to prejudge someone. Right. And do you remember what I told you, what the thing is that she suggested doing? Um, she, you said that, um, oh, give them three chances. Yeah. So if you experience someone and you start to have a prejudging experience based on whatever. Based off of zero experiences with this person or one experience, maybe you caught this person on a bad day. Right. So what one tool that they could derive out of this presentation was. Consider giving somebody three chances, three chances to show you who they are. Yes. Because we all have bad days. We all flip somebody off in traffic because right. whatever. So if you just base who I am off of when I flip somebody off in traffic, no, I don't think I'm going to have many friends. But you know, the good outweighs the bad for most all of us. Right. And doing that, especially in a high school situation, right. you know, or in an elementary school situation where, you know, people, they're just figuring out who they are. Yeah. And so, and you know that if you are in elementary school, middle school or high school, you know how that feels. You're almost different every day. You're mm. practicing who to be. Mm. And so to give someone three chances and so, and to, you know, the most basic thing, look for the best in others. Um, notice that everybody has, and we're going to talk about this little in BU tomorrow night, everybody has a light in them. Everybody comes into the world with a light inside of them. You have it. Everybody's got it. Look for that. Mm-hmm. Notice that. It's in there. It's in there. And recognize it. And the more that you start to see those positive things, the light gets brighter. Right. And I'm using light as a metaphor. I think everyone knows what I mean, though. You know, Everybody's got goodness. Right. And so to pull from that. So look for the best in others. Um, the second one is to dream big. 
Okay. I think that this is super important for parents listening to the show. Children will come to you with big dreams and they'll say something like, I'm going to be a doctor. And guess what the number one response is? Uh, it's really hard to be a doctor. Yeah. It's a lot of money to go to school to be a doctor. Yeah. A lot of people fail out of medical school, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways a Debbie Downer can handle that situation. Wow. So that's, you know, that's the thing is that we tell our kids to dream big and then they come to us with their big dreams. Was that was that a little late? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Message received. Um, um, Do it again. Um, Well, you know, to go to medical school, it costs a lot of money. (laughs) But, you know, it also... Um, you're going to have to study harder and you're going to have to be in school the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what? We freaking do that as parents. I know. Or, or your child comes and says to you, I want to be an artist. You can't make any money being an artist. Right. That's not a That's not a job. <laughs> now, let's do it the other way. Let's okay. say um, let, Let's say you're going to be the self-aware parent. All right. You're the enlightened parent. Okay. Hey, mom, I really want to go to medical school to be a doctor. Awesome. Thank you. That's all See you got for me. That That's all you response. got for me is awesome. That's all I. The girls say things like that all the time to us. They'll be like Cameron. The other day said, "I want." Not the other day. It was probably this summer. But she said, "I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to work with animals. I'm going to do." You know, she went through five things, and I said, "Awesome." Mm-hmm. I don't have any big deep commentary about it. All I want her to know is I hear her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say why or why she can't do it. I'm not going to say, "Okay, let's get you into a theater program. Let's do this. Let's do that." Just great. Yeah. And when you're ready to do those things, let me know and I'll help you out. Right. Like, and, and the thing is, is will she do all those things? I don't know. Maybe not, but anything's possible. I mean, that was kind of the theme of my second book. Anything's possible. Like, you know, look at Maya Angelou is like a director, an actress, a dancer, a producer, a poet, a presenter, a teacher. You don't have to be one thing. You don't have to be one thing, everybody. And and your career is not about just about making money. It's about what you're going to be in the world. What's funny, I used to um, have this uh, thought in my head about my friends who became really successful lawyer, lawyers or doctors or whatever, and they spent like half their life going to medical school and you know you don't start until you're like 30 and i used to be like oh i wish i would have done something professional like white Uh collar like that and now i can't tell you how i mean god bless all you doctors and lawyers and all the ones that go to school until they're 32 thanks for doing what you thanks for doing what you're doing but it would be be so much harder to stop that because you have such a bigger investment in what it is you decided to become whereas you know i graduated from a four-year school and if i decide to change careers tomorrow it really wouldn't be that big of a deal but even though i have to give a shout out to todd he just celebrated his 19th year with jvi big one nine that is on give you give yourself some claps that is unheard of in oh big claps that's right was that the more masculine clap? Uh, one's called clapping. The other is one is called applause sound number eight. Oh, okay. Well, g- give yourself applause sound number eight. <laughs> Thank you. I just Thank feel you. like that's unheard of. Who's you know? That's so great. Such loyalty and such a great company to work for. Yes. So. Thank you, JVI, yes, for thank you, nineteen JVI. years plus of wonderful times. Connection. Yes. Um, all right. So a few things about Rachel, uh, at, at least the website. Uh, I'm not done yet. Though. I know There's, you're not. Okay. Uh, but by the way, we're halfway into the show, so you need to start moving. I will. As I interrupt you for stopping gonna, to do hey, what you're you need doing. to keep moving. Let's talk about that. Um, 500 students suicides prevented in the last three years. Now, uh, I don't know how they measured that other than maybe- Through they, letters and emails. They talked about that. 
Um, and then they have they highlight some girl. Her name is Katie, and she gets the student of kindness. So instead of focusing on the negative, they're focusing on the positive. And that's the thing is, so they start the presentation by pulling you in about how the negativity created this. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Right. But how it's not about let's stop the bullies. These are it's about what can we do individually to make an impact right. on the world. And so the third thing was that I thought was very interesting thing. So the first one was look for the best in others. Second one was dream big. Third one was choose positive influences. Mm-hmm. He actually, the presenter, talked about how you know the person that um, inspired Rachel the most was someone like Anne Frank, and there's a few other people they mentioned, and how we all know that Dylan and Eric were playing a lot of violent video games. They were listening to a lot of heavy music, their mm-hmm. their influences, and the fact that they chose that day to commit that act because it was Hitler's birthday. Right. Um, obviously, their influences were from the negative, right. um, and that when you have a choice about who you want to follow, you know, again, sometimes those heavy messages can carry in an allure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh yeah, I'm mad too. You know, right. how, how, how was that? Uh, that was okay. I'm going to give you a, <laughs> that one. Just, a, yeah. just not not applause number eight. Yeah, okay. But you know, like. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> like, I understand that, you know, I sometimes you want to hear a song where it's like, screw everyone, you know? But if that is I your- love that song, <laughs> screw everyone. Screw everyone. I can't think of it. But, like, for example, there have some, been some Eminem songs that I've liked in my time, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, things that I listened to more in school, college. That how, were- about, how about a song called Cop Killer by Ice-T? No, never did that one. Yeah. I know that created a lot of controversy. Boo iced tea. Boo. All right. Um, but uh, you know these are these are things that are out there, and so if you can make a choice about where you want to focus your attention, and we all know this, what you focus on grows. So if you focus on negativity and how the world sucks and how everything is painful and how life is hard, you're going to experience more of it. And again, that's very difficult for children who are teenagers right. to understand. But if they can see a role model like Rachel, it's great. I want you to, because I think that this list is good, and as I learn more about podcasting, you kind of have to repeat them over and over because people are in their car, people are cleaning their kitchen while they're listening to us. Give me the first one again. Look for the best in others. So this is advice for our children, but also for us. For sure. There's a reason why we're doing it on this podcast. This is just good information, and if you can focus on this, it's good. Look for the best in others. Number two, dream big. Dream big. Quit telling yourself you can't do things. Quit saying that's beyond my reach. Quit saying that's impossible. Quit saying nobody does that. If it's something you want to do, go do it and mm-hmm. figure out how to do it in a way. You know, it's kind of like your passion doesn't have to be your job that you get money for. You can do something on on off times. You can do something. You can make, you know, make things at night. You can draw. And on- if you're forcing your kid to play the piano because you didn't get a chance to play when you were younger, what do we say or what do I say? Quit forcing them to take the piano and you learn how to play the piano. Go learn to the piano. Todd's learning how to play the piano. That's right. A little bit at a time. That's right. So that's number two. Dream big and allow your children to dream big. As parents, if they come home and say, I want to do these four jobs, say, great. Right. Go go for it. Okay. You know, keep that open for them rather than tell them why it won't work. All right. And don't say that you're teaching them that life is hard because, yeah. please. If you keep teaching them life is hard, you know what's going to happen? Life is going to be hard. They're going to figure life is hard. I know. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Um, and a big part of that is if we give our children 
the sense of that life is good and that they have power and that and we empower them and we give them a sense of um, trust in themselves. They will be resilient when life is difficult. Right. It's not denying that life is difficult. It's getting having the foundation and the grounding and the clarity to deal with life's difficulties. Well, and I feel like I'm a broken record when I say this, is, but life is going to kick you in the butt no matter what. Exactly. So our goal is to create a nice, safe environment for when these girls come home, our three daughters come home from a, from a, a really bad day that they have a safe place to come home that's to. That's right. Instead of a mom or a dad that's yelling at them and telling them how bad they are. And to be metaphorical that we are building, helping them build something inside where they have a safe place to come home to. Right. That if they have a tough time or if life kicked them in the butt, that they don't think that, oh, now there's something wrong with me. Right. They know that they are good yeah. and that that was a negative experience. Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they went forward with something they shouldn't have. Maybe it was just plain meanness. Right. But that they have the foundation to come back to rather than think thinking there's something inherently wrong with them. Okay. So, okay, so number four. How many are no, there? There's five? No, look for the best in others. Dream big, choose positive influences. That's, I think, that's a fun one. Choose positive influences? Yeah, like just decide to, and you know, that could go to us watching the news about Syria and all this other stuff. I mean, you can be informed, but you can also turn on the TV and find something inspirational. And there's so much. If they can be sports heroes mm-hmm. and some of the, you know, some great stories, some historical figures, like that great PBS special that you found about women and oh, yeah. the, the women's movement yeah. and seeing who have who created these changes for us. You know that I watch um, Oprah's Masterclass and Super Soul Sunday and all the stuff on OWN that has these, you know, people who have made such huge like you and I with the Ted Turner masterclass, I had no idea the impact that Ted Turner's had on our world. Right, right. And, you know, he's just one of many. Right. Um, you know, the books they read, the the documentary documentaries you watch with them. So so can I go to number four? Number four. Speak with kindness. Hold on, number four. I already said it. Drum roll. <laughs> I like to do drum rolls after you announce it. You're just you're just like a few hairs off That's today. That's right. I know. I'm working on it. I know. So speak with kindness. Simple. Very simple. I don't know if we have to say anything about that one. Oh, well, what I will say is... is I would redefine it saying, just be cool, man. But sometimes being cool, you think you're being cool no, and be you're not kind. being really cool, not fake cool. Just be cool, man. Just be cool and be nice. Yeah, be nice. I know. That's, that's all we need to tell people. I know. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to do it. It's kind of like we haven't watched Friday Night Lights in a couple weeks. Whose fault is that? Mine. Cause, Why? Because the good wife of season four. We were four. on a roll with Friday Night Lights. I and know. granted, we're five years too late. We know that we the know, season- We know. We know the series ended. Uh-huh. We just catch on after the fact. Like we do with most shows. And we really love in this Friday Night Lights show. And the next thing I know, the good wife comes on Amazon Prime and Friday Night Lights is left in the dust. Well, you know what? Ooh. Okay, here's- Friday Night Lights. You're stuttering. That means I'm winning this okay, argument. I get very invested emotionally in these people. The Good Wife is kind of like Law and Order to me. I, I love the people in The Good Wife, but it's kind of like I can go in and detach. come out really fast. You can watch I can it from detach. a detached place? Right. So, but what I All will... the while your husband is waiting for the next Friday Night Lights. Well, let's watch one tonight. All right. Okay. But Game on. The person I was going to bring up was Riggins. 
John Riggins from the Washington Redskins no, from the 80s? No, Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Okay, what about him? He's this character who's like super cool and he, he thinks he's cool and he drinks too much and he doesn't have a good home life and he's very challenged But the um, and he's made some poor choices with his best friend. Let's just say he has a history. Yes. But I loved that episode where he showed up for that dude's concert mm-hmm. just to be a nice guy right. and to say thank you. Right. And that even when you think, and again, it's a show, I know, but those things touch me. Where like somebody kind of goes out of character and does something that you step outside of their comfort zone, step outside of their coolness and show up and say, Hey, I just want to say thank you. So I just brought that up for Todd because I knew if I brought up Friday Night Lights, he'd get all upset. I am. We haven't watched it. all ruffled up. So speak with kindness. The thing that I will say that I always say on the show is words are powerful. People don't understand how words impact people. And I mean that from the positive and the negative. If you choose kind words and you make a choice to be, as they say in the four agreements, be impeccable with your word Mm -hmm. and be, you know, thoughtful of why you're using them and what your intention is, it will change your life. Right. Tell me, is number five coming up? Number five, now. I don't have a symbol. I (laughs) I was going to say, should I talk? Yeah. Number five, start your own chain reaction. Okay, what what does that mean? That means that start practicing this thing, these things, and see... As, as I was saying this morning, they say chain reaction, I say domino effect. Mm. See how it starts to impact people. Right. See how it starts to impact you. The chain reaction hits you, too, about the way you feel. Think about if you're um, you know, a person who goes to school and kind of thinks you're cool and you're treating people kind of uh, mean all day, or you're a parent and you gossip about people and you're not very kind and everyone bugs you, and then you make a choice one day to take Rachel's challenge, to look for the best in others, to have a big dream, to maybe choose some positive influences, speak with kindness, and all of a sudden you recognize how you feel different. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel different, you affect other people differently, and you see a chain response. I like it. I like it. So these are things that we can do as far as parenting our kids, but even probably more importantly, for us, see if we can do it ourselves. And without even saying anything to your kids, it will have an effect on them. Exactly. We think we need to teach everything with like, here's my lecture about why to be kind. Just be kind and they'll get it. Yeah. They live by watching how, or excuse me, they learn by watching how you live. That's right. So that's Rachel's challenge. Again, thank you to Batavia High School. If you are interested in looking more at Rachel's Challenge, there's a lot of videos. Todd, what's the website? Rachel'sChallenge.org. Yeah, Rachel'sChallenge.org. So I'm in Elmhurst. I don't know if Elmhurst um, is interested in bringing this uh, here. Yeah, and I don't know what it costs or anything, but it's at least worth worth looking into. But wherever you are around the country, check it out, and um, it might be of interest to you. All right, so this is what I want to do next. First, talk about our second partner, uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, sweetie. All right, Tree of Life Chirotree.com, 630-941-8733. Healthy families by choice, not by chance. Um, mention us, that would be Zen Parenting Radio, and you get your uh, initial chiropractic exam, x-rays, and a report from Dr. Kelly for only $27. She takes uh, most insurance, so you should, if don't, you know, Call her and see if she takes your insurance before you assume she doesn't because she takes most. So you know we love Dr. Kelly. She's the best. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. now Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. (laughs) Uh, I would ask you what that's from, but you already know. I do already know. But you know what? If you do know what that's from, 
Uh, throw us a post on Facebook, and we'll. We're going to talk about it before that time no, comes. We're not. Yes, we are. No, that's 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 our trivia for for. You're today. not going to play any more clips from that movie. Two more clips. Well, that's the thing. Aren't we going to discuss it? No, we're okay. just going to do the clips. Right. Um, so now, instead of doing our shameless self promotion at the end, I yeah. just want to throw a curveball and. Have you talk about um, what we are promoting? Okay, so a few things. Number one, I have two books, The Self-Aware Parent, The Self-Aware Parent 2. Um, if you guys live in the Chicago area, there's this wonderful free magazine called Chicago Parent, and you can find it most places, toy stores, YMCAs, anywhere where kids are around, you know, sometimes daycare centers, that kind of thing. It's free. And I write a column called The Self-Aware Parent every month. It's in the front of the magazine. And then I also have a blog called um, The Self-Aware Parent at ChicagoNow.com. And Todd and I, as you know, we do presentations. And um, lately I've been presenting to the most common places I've been going are Girl Scout troops, mm. which has been a ball Mm -hmm. to talk to Girl Scouts about kindness and that kind of thing and bullying and friendships and also PTA meetings. So if you um, belong to either of those two groups, um, send us an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and maybe we can set something up. Yeah. Um, All right. So now I want to talk about something that happened last week. Okay. Uh, Skylar came in and she said she was hungry Yeah. and she wanted a banana. Yes. But the top of the banana was already gone because we gave it to our pet. Greeley bunny named uh-huh. Greeley. Mm-hmm. I said, the banana's fine. Basically, you just eat the rest of the banana. Right. And she got upset because she's five, didn't well, she? Well, she first tried to explain to you. Okay, help me. Help me. So she said, I want a banana. And I think you and I both said there is a banana sitting on the counter. Right. So I think she went in there and came back out and she said, the, the top of the banana is gone. And I said, don't worry about it. I actually cut it off for Greeley so you can eat it. And you said, you know, it's fine. Go get it. And she said, well... I my favorite part is the top of the banana. Right. And then that's... And then I said that's a ridiculous statement. I didn't say that, but I thought you it. Thought and I it. said, "Sorry, if you want a banana, you eat what's there and you don't open up a brand new banana that sometimes she finishes and sometimes she doesn't." So then we have two half-eaten bananas in the house. And the only reason I'm saying this story cuz it's kind of funny and we worked it out, but like it's these little silly things that can grow and make your day worse. Well, and, it, and I played a role in it. I'm not sure. saying I was right. For sure. I should have just t- chilled out what's the big deal about two half-eaten bananas. Well, and here was my role in this. Do you want to finish no, what no, ended up ahead, happening? No, no, go ahead, because I kind of forgot. Is because I was turned around, because I had originally said to her, you know, the banana's in the kitchen. And then when she came back in and said, you know what, I really only like the top of the banana. And I told you this later after she went upstairs. But that's the truth, is that she always, like if you split a banana, if she and Cameron split one, she always wants the top. It's her favorite part. And you can sit here and say, well, that's stupid. It's the same. It's dumb. You can say that if you want to, but the truth, that is her truth. And, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not saying that we have to, you know, accommodate her at all costs and that she gets whatever she says goes. But there was an honesty to what she was saying. And I felt like the way you were responding to her was not. It wasn't very good. It wasn't, it wasn't respecting what she was trying to tell you. No, because I didn't really want to hear it. You, In that you moment, got frustrated. I did. I did. So what was the resolution? I don't even you, remember. You just I kind felt of, bad. I know that. Because she, she never does this. She walked upstairs and cried under her yeah. covers. Well, because you, she said, no, daddy. She kept trying to tell you, no, daddy, I don't want that one. And you said, Skylar, if you want a banana, 
that's the banana yes. you're going to eat. There, it was a power I, struggle. Right. And I drew a line in the sand, which I rarely do yeah, with her. It, that's the thing. But is I it was did. so out of character. So she went upstairs and I didn't say anything for a few minutes. And I turned around and I said, you know what? She really only does like the top of the banana. I said, I'm not saying we should have opened the other one, but there was what she was telling you was true. Right. And so what you didn't, you may not, we may not open the new banana for her, but you were overriding. I wasn't even hearing her. You weren't listening to her. I wasn't hearing her. So next time, so what you're saying is it would have been better if I would have listened actively, heard her, said, Skylar, I hear you about you loving the top of that banana, Right. (laughs) but we're not doing that. Instead, I just said, Forget it. Right. You're only getting this. You're only one. getting. Yeah. Don't argue. You're. The, you didn't say these words, but your bottom line when you Can said Skyler. Bananas. <laughs> Can I pay you in bananas? <laughs> your bottom line. Oh, banana fingers. <laughs> <laughs> your bottom line with her was, "Don't argue with me. I'm right. You're wrong." <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I gotta, <laughs> That's what? a song that says what? banana. What? Are you playing? I don't know. Sorry. Keep playing that. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. <laughs> banana phone. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where you what you're gonna say, but I think it's safe that the train has gone off the tracks. Okay, can I just finish with one thing? I'll kick your mama, mother. Oh my god, I caught it before it said it. It just says banana boat. Oh, okay, stop with those. I gotta start screening some of these. You do because I actually had a mom friend of mine say that we played a clip that had some bad words, and her kid was in the kitchen. So Sorry, no more of the bad words. Sorry. So what I was going to say was for parents who are listening, who are saying, Kathy, that's ridiculous. Todd has every right to do that. You're being too nitpicky, whatever. These are the little things that we're talking about is that it's not if you deal with these little things in a way where you're calm and you can listen to them. Todd didn't have to say, okay, we'll open the other banana. He can. He could have said, honey, I know that you want the top of the banana. I know you like that, but this is all that's available. And whatever her response to that was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Meaning if she needed to go cry, you wouldn't have felt bad about that. Right. The reason you felt bad oh, is because you power struggled. I her. totally did. And it took me 10 minutes. I'm like, wow, she's crying. I'm going up there. And I just said, you know, I told, like, I didn't say, hey, let's go eat that, that brand new banana. But I just said, do you want to talk about it? She said, no. So I basically just left her up there. Mm-hmm. And, but but I felt she, horrible. When she came down, though, she was in pretty good shape. Yeah, she, she dealt with it yeah. without my help. I think, I think the thing that we can learn from this is when she went upstairs and cried and I felt horribly that tells me that I did something wrong. There was something in that that you didn't feel good about. Exactly. Whereas if you would have said, honey, I hear you. I know you like the top of the banana, but we're not opening the other banana. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. And then she went up and cried. You wouldn't have done anything. You're right. You would have totally. been like, she needs to cry it out. She's not going to get so what she wants. then the other lesson is, first of all, I'll admit that I did not handle that well. Mm-hmm. But what I did do well 
was followed up. Followed That's up. That's right. And I didn't say I was wrong, but I just felt bad. So I needed to be buyer and I just checked in with her. So anyways. Exactly. And that's the thing, you guys, is the I think it's more takes more courage and bravery to go after mm-hmm. you make a poor choice. You know, or after it's not a poor choice, after you do something that doesn't feel in alignment with what you believe. Right. To go and say that doesn't feel in alignment with what I believe. That takes a lot of courage. Right. You know, because then we are kind of being vulnerable to the fact that we are not perfect right. and that, you know, and that's hard. Right. Um, and so I give you kudos. I say applause number eight. Uh, applause number eight. For that. Give you that one. There you go. All right. This is how we're going to end the show. Okay. Um, second movie line. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day, filling out useless forms and listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Or right. TPS reports. Sweetie, don't give any extra hints. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, just uh, send us a message and tell us what movie that's from. Okay. Um, last but not least, a lady had a question. I forgot what her name is. Sorry, lady. Uh, but this was an email question. So if you want a question that you want to hear Kathy answer because or she's you. smart. No, I'm going to put this all on Aye. you. Um, Sundays we attend church and my kids go to separate classes. My oldest son, five, has really struggled with wanting to attend his class. This rings a bell. We used to deal with this oh, all sure. the time. I can't go into class with him or wait because she does. She volunteers and plays the piano, I guess, or wait to try to convince him to go in. Dad doesn't attend our church, so I don't have him to fall back on. Do you have any ideas or tools for me in a situation like this where I really need him to go to his class regardless how he feels about it? I wonder that when he starts kindergarten, I'll encounter some of the same struggles. We've tried several several things, none of which seem to work and don't make me feel that great. Bribes, threats, blah, blah, blah. I've talked to him and tried to help tried to help him focus less on what he dislikes and, and more on what he what I think are positives for him, but it seems to have a good week one time and then three struggles three weeks in a row. I'm really at a loss. Yeah, you know, this is one of these unfortunate um, situations where there are no simple answers. You know, like when I'm listening to it as an observer or as an as a listener, you know, I would say he's not fully ready. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he is. It sounds it's great that he goes in there sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't like it. And a lot of parents will say, "Well, he's done it once; he should do it again." But the truth is, is he's trying to communicate there's some kind of discomfort, or I'm not completely comfortable here. And again, it's got nothing to do with the church or the people. This is not a blame. Well, thing. if I'm this lady, I'm going to respond to you saying, listen, if if he's not ready, I, I there's nothing else I can do. I want to play the piano for my right. church. I need him to be ready. Well, then the answer to that is you have to be willing to, if he's going to be upset and he's with someone you feel he's safe with, then he's going to be upset. I think the thing that we often want is we want them to be fine. We want them to be happy. So and you can we, be happy. We can be happy. Right. And if you have to leave, like how many parents, you know, listening right now have had to put their kids in a daycare situation or an after school situation, the kid cries when they leave. Mm-hmm. And, but you have to go to work. And so you have to leave with them crying. Right. And it's uncomfortable and it sucks, but that is the nature of that situation. And this sounds very similar. Obviously, best case scenario is um, to be able to stay with him until he feels comfortable or to maybe have him not go every week or to, you know, I can throw a lot of things out there or to stay with him one week. But she, if she can't do that, then we can't have it perfect all the way around, meaning there's no simple answers. I mean, if I knew this boy or knew this family, there's things that can be tried. You know, does he have a friend who can go with him one week? Can he maybe visit with the woman who's in charge of that room during the week so he can get to know her better? Can, yeah, a you lot know, of different ways you can try to do it. Sort of different ways, but there's no simple 
solutions. And and the thing I will say to this mom, if she if this is her oldest child, is there is a natural growing out of this. And he may feel that way initially in kindergarten, but he will learn. Right. Every except for Skylar, Jason and Cameron both had a discomfort with kindergarten initially, and you can't prepare for it. Right. You can't say, well, I'm going to throw them in more scary situations so they're ready for kindergarten. No. You, you've got to live in the present with your kids, and when they are struggling, you deal with them then, rather than think, if I don't deal with this, that means this is going to happen. Okay. You, okay. All right. Very good. Um, last? Um, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. <laughs> So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. That would be great. Okay? Okay. Um, That would be great. All right. Last partner is Avid Company. They do painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Their number is 630-956-1800. Tell them Zen Parenting sent you and Zen Parenting. Loves you. Uh, Last but not least, some more shameless uh, promotion as we um, finish this up. I'm going to... What are we shamelessly promoting? This is our ring, 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 This is our closing music, I decided. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear it. Bananas. Only the top is the fun part. Alright, so um, it grows in bunches. So my shameless promotion is Ed Bacon's on October third. Yes. Thursday, October third. His talk starts at six thirty and um, he's gonna talk for an hour and then he's gonna do question answer from seven thirty to eight. Okay. And then also we are going to uh, I do my men's adventure retreat, March 7th through yes. March 9th. So if there's any ladies out there and their husbands might be interested in an adventure retreat, um, send us an email. And a few things coming up. I've got a retreat, a virtual retreat that we're going to do in December. Todd and I are going to do a couples retreat in February that's going to be virtual. We got all sorts of good things coming up. So stay tuned. That's oh, right. you're not going to do banana phone? Um, banana phone that was just the wasn't that that song yeah no i just want to do a regular one okay i changed my mind all right so this is todd adams saying thank you very much for joining us and share our show or else or else what nothing okay have a great week bye